And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gizmondi. Hello, British Columbia, from Golden to Vancouver and all other 18 cities across the province, listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, welcome to our Lake Country Grape Escape at Peak Cellars. And joining us to open the show is Tanya Martell. She's the Director of Communications for Peak Cellars in Aurora Family Estate. Uh, we are so happy to be here, Tanya. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you for coming. We're yeah. thrilled that you're here. It's a fantastic spot. I, I've been here a number of times, but it just keeps expanding and changing. And, and uh, have you got it where you want it now? <laughs> oh, never. It's always growing. <laughs> yeah. um, we like being the talk of Lake Country. So, yeah. yeah. So let's start with Lake Country. So what we're about 30 minutes north of uh, Kelowna. That's right. Uh, and you're just off uh, Goldie Road here, so it's it's only a, it's a quick hit from the highway in. Oh, very very quick. We're 10 minutes from the airport, 30 minutes from downtown Kelowna. Yeah. Really accessible. So uh, how did it start? What, what, give us a brief history here about what's what's happening because there's a lot going on. Well, we're technically still Lake Country's newest winery, even though we've been around for a few years. Yeah. Um, but um, we kind of love that title. We've grown year over year, and we didn't really let COVID slow us down. Uh, instead, we took the opportunity to kind of expand in different ways, and mm-hmm. we added to our patio seating. We enclosed it so that we can welcome guests year-round. We've added a pergola that allows for small group gatherings. Um, we've expanded our kitchen quite a bit and added an outdoor forno um, focused on our pizzas. We've grown our wine portfolio by a whole new series called the block series so a lot of exciting things happening yeah a lot going on and uh, and you're not just open for wine season you're open year-round now yeah i like to say 363 days yeah <laughs> you take a couple days off yeah somehow like uh Rorick, the owner doesn't take two days off no and he doesn't sleep either and so. he doesn't sleep no. yeah i can't imagine well, it's a fantastic property. Uh, how, what's the reaction from people who visit you, and what, what's the feedback? Well, we're, we're thrilled to say that um, we get fantastic reviews, um, whether it's culinary or wine-based. Mm-hmm. We're very, very proud of that. Um, and we, we just kind of keep evolving to make sure that if you're a return customer, if you're a club member, there's always something new for you to mm-hmm. enjoy here. So uh, people can join uh, the wine club at Peak Cellars. That's uh, correct. That's the best way to get the wines that are hard to get. Correct. If you're not able to visit us at the winery and shop in our retail shop, I highly recommend uh, visiting our website and checking out our wine club. It's uh, 18 bottles a year shipped straight to your door, Mm. and you get all these other fantastic perks along with that. Our guest is Tanya Martell. She's Director of Communications at Peak Cellars in O'Rourke Family Estate, which we're going to talk briefly about now. uh, We're just getting the lay of the land here in Lake Country. Uh, What is this O'Rourke Family Estate? How does that fit in? Oh, it's the big mystery in Lake Country. We get lots of questions about it. Um, So it's actually the next big exciting thing to happen to Canada, I think, to to the wine world in Canada. So this has been a project in the works for over seven years. Um, Mm -hmm. It's uh, on 300 acres on Cars Landing Road. We have 110 acres of vineyards planted there. um, And there's a winery that's under construction, expected to open in a couple of years now. And... uh, you can expect to see over 120,000 square feet of outdoor amphitheater, indoor theaters, restaurants, underground tasting room, luxury accommodation, you yeah. name it. 
I uh, just had a tour with Dennis earlier today, and I'm I'm just I'm dumbfounded by the size and the scope of that project. Uh, I was there first when they were digging some tunnels, and I thought, well, that's kind of neat. Yeah. But it, it is quite amazing. It's going to be. Uh, it's well, you say Canada. I would say the world. I've been in a few thousand wineries, and and believe me, I have not been in a winery that looks like that. Well, I'd love to and, hear that. And it's uh, two years away from being finished, so it's. I think there's more kitchens in there and bathrooms than there are in Lake Country, like in, <laughs> it's in the village. Yeah. It's possible. Dennis might be going for that title. So yeah. yeah, it's pretty nice. Cars landing. You're right on the lake here too. Uh, there's so much for people to uh, to absorb and to learn. I mean, these are some of the steepest slopes in the valley that are growing grapes now. So there's there's a lot of teaching moments as well. A hundred percent. And we love to incorporate education into our tasting experiences. That's the premise here at Peak, and that will definitely be the premise at Oroch Family Estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that portfolio is going to be very niche. It's going to be dialed into Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and sparkling. Mm-hmm. So um, you look, you can expect to try a few different styles of each of those varieties and learn a ton about it. Yeah. Uh, it's a special property. I know when it, when it was first selected, it was selected by uh, because of the dirt. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the things that uh, I'm going to talk to Dennis about today is that he, he, he said if the wine's no good, the rest doesn't count. And for me, that just makes me feel so comfortable when I visit a winery. If, if wine is number one, mm-hmm. then all the rest of it will fall into place and the people will come, as you can see. That's correct. And we're very lucky to have two fantastic winemakers on board here with us. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for kicking off the show. We're going to talk to all your people today. Fantastic. You can uh, school them later, see if they get the story straight. But uh, for now, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Anthony. That was Tanya Martel. She's the Director of Communications at Peak Cellars in O'Rourke Family Estates. We're coming to you from uh, Peak Cellars in beautiful Lake Country. Up next, we're joined by the winemaker, Stephanie Stanley from Peak Cellars. Our show is created weekly at BNN Bloomberg Radio 1410 in downtown Vancouver, and it's available on the radio or on demand across all the major podcast platforms. I'm Anthony Gismondi. This is BC Food & Wine Radio. There's more to come. This is BC Food & Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Life in the Okanagan. Great food, fine wine, fabulous views. You can have it all at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. Enjoy the stunning vistas that add an unmistakable excellence to your wine tasting experience. Or step inside the Modest Butcher for some signature delicious dishes from the menu. Reservations are recommended, but walk-ins are always welcome. To find out more, go to MT Boucherie and ModestButcher.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan. A place to relax, take your time, enjoy our beautiful fall weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With over 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight local craft breweries, and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for a peaceful fall getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room, and restaurant hours, and for even more trip inspiration, head to visitpenticton.com. As someone who is starting or adding to their wine or spirits collection, you recognize your choice of a reputable supplier is paramount. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers buyers a safe, inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. They're experts in the field, and all of their offerings are meticulously sourced from private sellers across Canada. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. 
Clos du Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos du Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodusoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, BC, and welcome to our Lake Country Grape Escape, coming to you from Peak Cellars uh, in the heart of Lake Country, about 30 minutes north of downtown Kelowna. Joining us now is the Peak Cellars winemaker, Stephanie Stanley. Stephanie, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. Great to be on your stomping grounds. Yes, yep. They're very green and full of grapes. This is uh, this makes us very happy, considering yeah. the winter we had. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. So it's a little bit behind, but no big panic? No big panic. Yeah. Um, you know, we were two to three weeks behind, but that's how it was during fruit set we had a cool wet spring and it just it is what it is yeah. right that's farming so well, and you've seen enough of them to know <laughs> how they end up one they way can or the be other early, they can be late but one way or another all the grapes come in yeah, yeah. exactly uh well let's get right to peak sellers you've got quite a big wine program here how would you describe uh, maybe the tiers or the layout of the program for people who are coming to visit and taste um, I think the broad strokes with the layout of the program, we could say, is that people can come to Peak Cellars and get a really good educational experience um, across the different varieties mm-hmm. and even within a variety uh, of the different styles and expressions of a certain variety. Rather than stereotyping a wine to be a certain way, right. here they can come and experience a lot of different ways for the same variety. Okay. Well, let's pick Riesling. Let's and, pick Riesling. Uh, because you've got a few of them. Uh, and how, how does the program start? I, I imagine it starts with the sparkling, or the, the picking of it starts with the sparkling. Yep, sparkling's always a few weeks earlier than everything else because mm-hmm. you do want you you don't want to have a lot of um, varietal expression usually with your sparkling. You want to maintain that freshness, that zippiness, and that acidity. So yeah. we usually pick them a bit uh, bit lower sugar, so you have less less alcohol yeah. in your base wine, and it's a beautiful, fresh, crunchy acidity. But normally it's Chardonnay or Pinot Noir, so how different is Riesling to make sparkling wine with, or what, what's good about it? To me, I think Riesling makes the most sense as the most natural wine that you would, uh, or grape that you would make sparkling from because of its high, high acid, acidity. natural high acidity. Yeah. Um, and my inspiration came from, you know, having German roots and drinking a lot of German uh, German sparkling, their Zecht, uh, which is mm-hmm. ma- mostly Riesling based, and also loving Riesling myself. It just it all made sense, and we've got a lot of Riesling here. So. Yeah, and so dry, off dry, uh, dosage. How would you describe it to people if they're buying it? It's a it's a dry expression of sparkling Riesling. Yeah. There is there is a bit of dosage of sugar in there, but it's you know it. You wouldn't um, notice it. No, definitely not with the acidity it has. Yeah. It's really fresh and crunchy. So pretty impressive with food too, eh? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so from the sparkling, now we have a couple of different wines, so why don't we talk a bit about those? Okay, so the other the other two reasons we have here, um, they're from what we call our block series. Okay. So a few years ago, we started identifying some different sites in the vineyard, whether it was by soil or by clone, um, and also with a desire to start expanding our educational experiences here. And so within our block series, our two Rieslings that we have are our Terraces Dry Riesling, 
and then also our block 11 Riesling, which is um, our off-dry Riesling. So basically the two opposite scales of Riesling can be without going as far as ice wine. Right. Now, uh, how big would a block be if you were explaining to somebody how big or small it is? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no... There's, there's no, no real there's size. No rules. Sometimes yeah. it's based on irrigation blocks. Sometimes it's based on the soil profile. Um, so ours can be, you know, we've got, oh, they could be a couple acres. They could be a half an acre. Just mm-hmm. depend, just really depending on the topography and the land and, and sort of the, the aspect and things. So. And you, you find special things in the way that either they, they smell or they taste that 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 you would say this is block 11 or yeah it's a it's a particular clone and from the, the block 11 the off dry um the off dry riesling mm-hmm. there was a underground water supply so it was a river this underground river that flowed through there so those grapes actually started ripening sooner than all the other riesling and gave us an opportunity to really either you know pick earlier pick late like anything we wanted Anything we wanted to do, we could do with that block because it started ripening so much earlier than other Riesling. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just decided to sort of do like a, an earlier pick to get slightly lower alcohol and do a, a stop ferment and get a nice balanced residual sugar in there, but still balancing really well with that racy acidity. Yep. It's fantastic. Our guest is Peak Cellar winemaker Stephanie Stanley, and we're talking about her lineup of wines here at Peak Cellars in Lake Country. Uh, we talk about sugar, but there's no sugar in this wine. There's no added sugar. People get confused about that, especially, you know, one of the reasons we love Rieslings is, is the way that they can be expressed. So how does it happen that that wine has got some sweetness in it? Um, we basically turn the, once, once we've reached uh, a balance of the flavor profile, we'll taste the wine. And once we like the sugar and acid balance left in the wine, we basically turn the cooling on as cold as possible and try to give the yeast uh, hypothermia and stop them from yeah, stop them from converting anything. Yeah. Uh, so it just naturally stops the fermentation and it just retains some of that natural sweetness and sugar. And I always feel that it gives a little complexity from the natural grape yeah. flavor as well. And perhaps different than other varieties, there's so much acidity in the wine that the sugar is, again, the, the, the notion of the sugar is reduced when you taste it. It just sort of freshens the, everything underneath. Yeah, it's it's that it's that balance. It's the acidity and um, yeah. the, the freshness and the vibrancy, the low pH yeah. that we have up here in Lake Country. Lovely. Uh, it's actually a lovely program. Nice to taste through them, and you can do that here at the tasting bar uh, when you drop by. Uh, and in the wine cellar, would it come out in a package, or you would see these wines? Uh, wine cellar, I mean wine club. Yep, in the wine club, they're usually some of these block series wines. The smaller production are usually wine club releases first, mm-hmm. give them first crack at the wines, um, and then they're usually winery only as well. You won't see them in any private stores or, or anything right. like that. It's online and winery only. Okay, uh, you talked about the big. Uh, we talked about the big property with Tanya. Uh, the, the vines look great, but what's under them is pretty interesting. Uh, there's a lot of granite in Cars Landing. There is. And oh. and you make a broken granite Gewürztraminer. Yes. So let's start with that. Let's, How does all that work? Let's start with that. Yeah, the majority of the vineyard um, along Cars Landing is uh, is granite. It's a lot of bedrock and granite. And um, granite-based soils have are naturally more acidic. There's lower pH, so you get good acid retention in your wines. Uh-huh. It also means there's not a lot of clay. It means they're really well-drained, so not a lot of moisture in the wine, uh, in, in the vines, uh, not a lot of water retention. So you do get sort of naturally lower yields, smaller berries, more concentration, more complexity. Um, and an amazing nose. Yes. So fragrant. That's, that's, my, that's my Alsatian-driven... It's, it's like total Alsace. 
Yes. But it's not. It's Okanagan. Like it, it also has a savoriness that I think changes it, you know. And that's one thing I found with our property, like our unique location here in Lake Country across a lot of our portfolio is that is that savory finish to the wines. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that probably leads into we've got this new sub-GI, which we can talk about a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, that, uh, that broken granite just... Um, some of the Riesling is planted on a lot of granitic uh, type soils as well, which yeah. drives a lot of that richness and complexity. And I imagine, like, I don't know, what's the average age now? Is it about 10, 7 to nine, 10 years? 9, or? 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Most, our first plantings were 2013, 14. So if we could go and look down, those vines are going deep now into the granite down, way down now. They're getting there. Looking for intense minerals and all the good stuff. Yep. Minerals and finding their own water. We, you know, we can really uh, control how much water the vines get. Mm-hmm. Um, if we want to dry farm a little bit more that sort of thing well it's a great lineup uh, we didn't even talk about the glacial till pinot gris uh the, the gruner veltliner which is now one of my favorite out of the the shoot i just love that wine are you enjoying that making gruner veltliner very much and every year just um I, I have a curiosity just to explore something different whether it's something i read about or something i learned yeah. in new zealand or working at another winery um, and every year they kind of just add a little more complexity and other element, I, you know, and every year it's sort of, okay, how, how much further can we take this? And can we actually, um, exercise that on some of the other wines to drive mm-hmm. some more of that roundness? So I've got some ideas already for 2022. It's, it's really a great lineup and it's totally yours. Uh, you have a lovely style. I, I shouldn't say you have a style because you want the wine to have its own style, but you know, somebody has to release that style yeah. <laughs> and make it work. Uh, I, I can do it and, uh, but you've done a great job with it. Uh, let's just briefly touch though on the GI. It's so great that you now have one. So a, a geographical, an area of geographical indication, one of the worst descriptors ever. But what is it? What, what, what does Lake Country have now that's important? Um, there's a, there's a 2,500 hectare area, uh, 2,500 acre area along yeah. the east side of Okanagan Lake that has a similar topography, similar soil type. And basically it, it comes down to, it's not about the wineries, it's about the source of the fruit. Yeah. And it, it's, um, it's soil similarities, climatic similarities um, that are similar across the properties, but different from other parts of the world or other parts of the Okanagan. Yeah. And what we're really finding up in our area, we've got this beautiful diurnal shift in temperature. So nighttime cools, daytime warm. So that big shift helps retain a lot of natural acidity mm-hmm. and vibrancy and brightness in the mm-hmm. wines. And like I'd mentioned earlier, across a lot of the across a lot of the portfolio, when we do the tasting notes, it always seems to be this beautiful, savory kind of almost saltiness and just yeah. savoriness in the wine that seems to be a, a common factor along all of it. So yeah. it's you know, and a winery and, and, in Oliver might have grapes up here and be able to carry the Lake Country Sub GI. So it's which about would be the great. grapes. Yeah. yeah. But the cool thing for Peak and Rook Family Estate is 100% of our wines are 100% Lake Country, yeah. all from our estate. So. And and you're probably 50% in Lake Country from the looks of the vines <laughs> that you put in. We're, we're a big chunk of it, yep. Yeah. Well, I love it because, uh, you know, as I say to people, this is a long-term project. So, you know, we're going to taste Lake Country wines for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years before we really discover what, what the final secret is. But at least now we know where they come from and we can try them and, and understand them as, as wines that come from a place. Yep. Stephanie, uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Lovely a lineup. Thank yeah. you. Uh, you got a great thing going here at Peak Cellars. Certainly do. Yeah. Uh, that was Stephanie Stanley. She's the winemaker here at Peak Cellars. The show is live today at Peak Cellars in beautiful Lake Country. And up next, we'll speak with Jay Bennett. He's the estate chef here at the Peak Cellars Garden Bistro and Aurora Family Estates. I'm Anthony Gismondi. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. 
There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. The flavors of the region come alive at 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Asuyas. Enjoy lakeside dining inside or outside on the patio. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to offer up top-notch, seasonal, and locally inspired menus to complement the unmatched views of beautiful Lake Asuyas. For an unforgettable dining experience, 15 Park Bistro is the lakeside place to be. Now open for breakfast Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8. To find out more, visit 15parkbistro.com. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the big city and relax in the beautiful and peaceful South Okanagan. Enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region, including 180 of BC's finest wineries, from Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to the Naramata Bench to Okanagan Falls and Skaha Lake's Heart of Wine Country, down to Oliver Asuyus Wine Country. For community information, wine regions, and more trip inspiration, visit SouthOkanagan.com. It's time to create new memories in the South Okanagan you remember. The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summerhills Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summerhill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summerhill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. From our Save-On Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Stop me now. I'm having such a good time. I'm having a ball. Don't stop me now. If you want to have a Hello, good British time, Columbia, and welcome to our Lake and Country Grape Escape. And we are having a good time. We're coming to you... Uh, from the Peak Cellars Garden Bistro, uh, we're actually out in the garden today, and we're joined by Chef Jay Bennett. He's the estate chef uh, here at O'Rourke Family Estate. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. you got a great Thank spot, you. Jay. Yeah, well. Uh, you, you have a lake view. Uh, what more could you want? <laughs> not Can you see that from much. the kitchen? Or? Yeah, well, almost. Sort of. Almost, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good to meet you. Uh, are you enjoying yourself? I'm enjoying myself very much. Yes, yeah. keeping busy. I always ask chefs if wine restaurants are different than, you know, downtown restaurants. Or is there a difference? Um, I don't know. I yeah, possibly different. Possibly <laughs> different. Uh, it's a different. Take Everybody on seems happy here when they're dining. And, uh, <laughs> yep. But you're more connected to the wine, I would believe, than a normal chef would be in a restaurant. Working towards it, for sure. Yeah. Always are they, learning. Are they beating it into you, or how, oh. are you curious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Ask lots of questions. Great to work with the different winemakers, um, yeah. Nikki and Stephanie, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, chefs, winemakers, they're all artists, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about what's going on here this fall and uh, what's happening uh, at Peak Cellars. Well, at Peak Cellars, we we are a, a full full season, um, all year round, open seven days a week. Um, we have our own little half acre garden that we pull a lot of our 
uh, vegetables from. Yeah. Yeah. Which is in great shape. I noticed how beautiful it is. It's a perfect time of season for that, the harvest time, I guess. Absolutely. Tomatoes yes. look fantastic. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what about actually when you come here and dine now, uh, are reservations required or how does that work? I would recommend it. We are yeah. getting busier and busier every year. Yep. Okay. All right. So I want to talk a bit about the menu. Okay. Uh, uh, what are you going to roll out this fall and what's your, what's your plan for the, for the bistro? Well, our plan for the bistro is to start some new, uh, programs, um, maybe going into, going to more of like a game style um, so bringing in some possibly venison, yeah. um, more of like fall items. Venison, like you were talking about elk earlier. Is that, uh, is that one of your favorites? That's one of my favorites to cook. Really? Unfortunately, there's not many elk farms out there. <laughs> yeah. There is one just outside of, uh, BC, I guess, on the border of Alberta. Oh, in Alberta. Yep. Yeah. They have a few elk over there. And they do. <laughs> but it's, I always find it hard venison like to cook because if you miss it, it's like, it's like rubber. If you get it, right. it's magic. But if you miss it, it's not. Yep. Is there some secret to that, or is it just don't leave the stove? Yeah, <laughs> it's all about not overcooking, definitely. About yeah. searing, a little bit of marinade. Yep. Any particular wines that you would serve with elk? Um, I would say the Pinot Noir, depending on the garnish and the and the starch and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And the richness of the acidity, I guess, works well with it. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how how would you describe your menu, the fall menu, to people in, in general? If we were to talk about you know some of the items that are going to be showing up there, um, more of like a kind of a French Canadian, I guess, um, yeah. for the style of it. Um, that means cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots of cheese. Yeah, uh, working with some definitely some great cheese local cheese suppliers. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Is it easy to find suppliers at the moment? It seems like there's so much going on in the Okanagan that there might be a rush for suppliers. Or it's um, it, it, there was a bit of a battle there back in last year, I guess, trying to get the right products at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you know, once you know what to look for, you, you reach out and they see, they come to you. Different foragers and artisans. Yep. yep. Now, the renovations that are going to happen are going on. Are they completed for uh, some of the things that you'll be doing here? Yes. Yep. So the people can now have a private dining room experience, I understand. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And what, so they work with you for the menu or you put the menu out or how does that work? Um, well, we, we try to do a custom menu for what the people like. It's always nice when someone says just create what you would like. We just get yeah. a list of allergies of di- and dislikes and right. then we create a menu around that. Our guest is Jay Bennett. He's the estate chef here at Peak Cellars and Garden and Bistro in the O'Rourke family estate. Uh, a pizza oven. Yes. I saw that too. We have an outdoor forno oven yeah. Yeah, that we try to utilize for multiple things. Yeah. Um, definitely for pizzas in the summer. Yeah. Uh, also braising, roasting. Yeah. Uh, there's so many different applications you can use. All those vegetables. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, pizza, it's one of those things that seems to go with a lot of different uh, wines. People like that experience. It's Absol- simple, too. Absolutely, Do you yeah. believe in that? Like, I'm a big fan of simple, uh, yep. like high-quality but simple food, you know, yep. well-made. I always think of Tuscany, you know, two or three flavors, keep it simple, but really, you know, pop those flavors. Yes, yeah, so less is more. Yeah. Definitely. Have you been chefing for a while? Uh, yeah, quite a while. Um, I guess started taking it serious when I was 18 years old. Yeah. Um, had a family restaurant when we were 11, so we were kind of forced oh into God. the industry to help out. You but, were, uh, 
You yeah. were in by the fire at the start. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, whether we wanted to or not. Yeah. You cook for your mom now? Yes, yes, yeah. I do. Well, not, not as often. Not, not as often as she'd like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Often, you know, I, I talk to people and say, oh, I don't know what to cook tonight. I'm just, I don't know what to do. Do you feel like that? Or are you, every day you're, you're excited about cooking still and... There's no yeah. no shortage of ideas. The creating part, definitely. You get a little bit of a writer's block once in a while, but that's when it's time to go visit the garden mm-hmm. or talk to local suppliers or yeah. Yeah, artisans. We're going to talk to uh, the owner, Dennis O'Rourke, a little bit later, but I had a chance to look around uh, at the family estate. You have a massive job up there. <laughs> Can you even describe uh, how many kitchens you have or what, what what's going to happen up there? Like it's, it's hard to put it in words. It really is. It's a, it's an ongoing thing. It, it changes quite often. It's, yeah. it's quite the playground that Mr. O'Rourke has given us to create and to learn. Yeah. Um, and the team that we're surrounded by, it's, it's, all about, it's all about coming together and making something yeah. world class. Jay, thanks so much for joining us today on the show. Thank Pleasure you. to meet you. I'm going to taste a bit of your food later when I'm done, but it okay. looks it, coming out looking delicious here. We'll be uh, flashing some of those photos up on our uh, social media pages for people, or social, as the kids say. <laughs> uh, our guest has been Jay Bennett. He's the estate chef at Peak Cellars Garden Bistro in Aurora Family Estate, and we're coming to you live from Aurora uh, Peak Cellars today. But there's plenty more coming up on the show next. You won't want to miss it. We're going to speak with Dennis O'Rourke. He's the man behind all of uh, what's happening up here at O'Rourke Family Estate and Peak Cellars. Our show is heard across the province on 20 radio stations. that uh, They make up the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food & Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature, Liber's terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkamine Valleys. Join the wine club to receive delivery of award-winning wines, new releases in spring and fall, early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Liber Farm and Winery looks forward to hosting you in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax, with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at YourSouthOkanaganHome.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan. A place to relax, take your time, enjoy our beautiful fall weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With over 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight local craft breweries, and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for a peaceful fall getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room, and restaurant hours, and for even more trip inspiration, head to visitpenticton.com. 
From the Save On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, especially those of you listening in Salmon Arm and Nelson. Welcome to our Lake Country Grape Escape today. Uh, we're coming to you live from Peak Cellars, and joining us now is the owner and founder of Peak Cellars and O'Rourke Family Estates, Dennis O'Rourke. Uh, Dennis, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great thank to you. have you. Thank, thank you for coming up here. You're a big mystery man in British Columbia <laughs> in the wine business. Not really, but, uh, well, we cannot believe what you're doing up here. Can you believe it? Well, every day I, I get up and I wonder, why the hell am I doing this? And I, <laughs> I enjoy every day of it, and yeah. uh, we just keep doing it. Did you always want to have a winery? Or? No, 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 no. I, like I said, I got bored playing golf 11 years ago. And, uh, and fishing and yachting and all whatever. All that kind of stuff like that, and I thought, well... Why not, since I've had property up just past where the winery is. I've owned a piece of land there over 40 years, built there about 30 years ago, and I uh, like this end of the lake. I used to live down on Pritchard and West Bank uh, and uh, been up here for a lot of years, and yeah. I like it up here. Uh, well, you you built this winery. In fact, uh, when people actually get up there in the next couple of years, you have one of the most spectacular views already looking south down the lake. It is something else, and you built an amphitheater that I can hardly describe, but maybe only the Romans could describe it. <laughs> You're going big. Well, I, uh, I, I kind of everything in my life I've done that. The people that know where I live on the lake and what I've did down, what I've done down there. Um, I, I have 1,800 feet of lakeshore. Many, many years ago, I went in, and uh, because you, if you take a tree out, you cut the water off it. Well, then I nuke the whole thing. And uh, then put it all back together. And yeah. It's if you went down there, you see it's all green. You'd never know that that's what happened there all those years ago. Yeah. Lovely yeah. steep slopes full of Pinot Noir and Chardonnay vines. Well, uh, you know where I, this is where I, where I said I built all those years ago. So what I did down there, cutting into the rock and and uh, doing something like that over there. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Let's not gloss over that granite. Let's talk about granite for a couple of minutes. You, you've got machines and people, and you've been doing a lot of cutting and digging. Well, I uh, that's where it started. Well, it started many, many years ago. I worked for a company, Burns and Dutton, in 1967 in Radium Hot Springs. We ride, widened the roads through Radium Hot Springs and uh, put the sewer and water in up there, diversion tunnels under through Sinclair Canyon. That was my first taste of rock for a prairie boy. Wow. So that, that got me into the rock. Uh, we're speaking with Dennis O'Rourke, uh, the owner of O'Rourke Family Estate. Uh, I don't know how we could cover off this estate, but say in broad brushes, uh, tell us just a little bit about what you've got planned up there. It's, it's more than just a winery. Yeah, it, it's really grown into uh, quite a project. It's, uh, we need to get the direct control zoning uh, to do all the things we want to do, but it hasn't stopped us from building. So we just keep building, building, building. Someday I may have something on the side of the hill that'll only be able to seat what the little peak does and uh, because of the restrictions and that. But I think the people in Lake Country will be very good. There's a lot of people on our side. A lot of people like to see what we're doing there. And I think it'll happen. Yeah. You know, we're only 12 minutes out the back gate to Predator Ridge. 
and I do a lot of things with Predator. I'm very, very good friends of everybody up there, so I see some good things coming for that little Cars Landing Road, Commonage Road. It's all in the same address, Uh, so I see a pretty good area to be in. Well, I saw a lot of stuff today, a lot of kitchens, uh, a lot of boardrooms, uh, places for people to stay. Uh, it's 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 a really an impressive-looking building, and it's it's just almost, it's very in, incomplete now. When do you think you'll be done? I mean, the heavy lifting's been done, but there's so much more finishing to come. I'd like to say 18 months, but probably two years. Uh, it's, uh, we have all the, the big power run in, we have... Uh, lake intakes and grapes don't use the kind of water some of that land used to have fruit trees on they take a lot more water than what these grapes take so we're not using up a lot of water so i think we have lots of capacity for water which is once you got water you can can do do a lot lot of things. things yes yeah so we have a 10 inch lake an intake into the lake and 255 horsepower pumps we built a two million liter reservoir up there the whole place is gravity fed uh so yeah And then our sewage system uh, goes a kilometer back, so we have no problem with any of those kind of things. We've been passed by Interior Health. uh, Everything's in good shape. You've done it right, I can tell you that, just from what I can see. You spent a bit of dough. (laughs) (laughs) Like I I say, you've got to be mad at your money to do what I'm doing. Yeah, and you, interestingly, you have two super talented women, women working for you. Who are, who are changing, I think, the way that you think about things. Oh, my God. They are a couple of pistols. Uh, yeah. At my age, I have to surround myself with the very, very best of everything. And uh, uh, Heather and Stephanie are over the top, and, and Nikki, uh, they're all very good. The chefs are very good. When you're my age, you don't get a chance to redo it. You better get it right the first time yeah. or, you know. Yeah, well, you told me something interesting. If you don't like something right now, you, you actually... Tear it apart and start over, and we change it. We yeah, change you change it. it. Your architect must love you. Well, they don't even get there when I'm changing it. <laughs> <laughs> and if I say it, I'm going to change anything with Stephanie, she says, "No, you can't do it." Yeah. So she's so very she's, possessive. She's, she's tougher than than. Well, she's other a little folks. German, little German lady. Got quite an attitude, you know. Yeah. Well, she's making great wine, so <laughs> you, you better make sure you hold on to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's 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 really exciting to see, and, and as you say, so Lake Country is it's really jumping onto the map now. It's a hot spot. It's so far north. Uh, I think you're very lucky with your first uh, encounter with uh, uh, the the land. People who told you this is the land for for grapes. Yes, yes, it was uh, Adrian Baker who was the winemaker that is very instrumental in everything I'm doing here. Uh, He's the one that said I should go buy all this old pine beetle kill. Uh, Myself growing up in the prairies, uh, like I said, if my dad saw that I was going to plant up on that kind of land like that, he would probably have locked me up a long time ago. Uh, I wouldn't plant anything up there, but this is what a party of these grapes like. It's steep. It's rocky. uh, but they have to work to grow, so and it's um, great airflow. They don't get mold. They don't get any of that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Well, you know, we lost Adrian at a very young age, but he, he his fingerprints are all over the place, and I, I like that, that uh, they're still there. Uh, a lot of the, his planning is in place, and you're keeping it going, which is fantastic. Well, and, and that's one of the reasons before he got too sick, I asked who else I should hire here besides Stephanie. 
he said hire Nikki Callaway, so that's yeah. why Nikki's there also. Yeah. And well, then, we're really looking forward to trying uh, these. The, I mean, the new releases, the Pinot Noir, they're just coming out. It's only a couple of vintages now for people who are wondering, uh, you know, what what that wine's going to be like. But I remember Adrian saying to me uh, that he was going to make 100-point wine here. And I, I sort of laughed a bit to myself, and yeah. I thought, wow, that's bold. But, you know, I, he came from Craggy Range, and I thought, well, this guy knows what 100-point wine is. Yeah. Uh, so you you got to be pretty happy with what's cooking down there in the basement. Well, and, and you know, the stuff from uh, up at the OFE has not been released yet. Yeah. Uh, we're building another 28,000-square-foot warehouse up on top, so that if we think it should have a year or two before it should be released, we will You're gonna wait. wait. And, yeah. you know, we've got patience. Uh, so, you know, we have the luxury of having lots of land, lots of room to do things like this. Uh, we're almost out of time in this segment, but uh, the cellars, briefly. Uh, you've got uh, a lot of underground cellars underneath. That's what you started out with before you actually built anything. There. The only reason I built this winery here at the peak is I met a guy that is a mining contractor, JDS Mining. Yeah. Mines all over the world. And I said, can you dig some caves in this stuff here? Sure, I'll dig you some caves. <laughs> and that's what put everything behind. This was never supposed to be built here. Adrian said to me, he said, Dennis, we got grapes coming due. We had made them in an old apple shack there the year before that. He says, well, we could build a winery over there. So that's why I came over and did this. One thing led to another. Well, let's build a tasting room. And then we built the kitchen. Then we doubled the size of the kitchen. And then, yeah. anyways, long story. Yeah. Well, you got a couple hundred people having lunch here today. So it's, it's all working out. We probably don't have the capacity for that. We just got thrown out of town. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we won't talk Anthony. numbers. We won't talk numbers. Anyways. Dennis, uh, great to have you on the show today. Uh, people are going to come and check out. Of course, they can come to Peak Sellers right now and then uh, uh, maybe another year or two down the road before the spectacular Auroric family estate opens to the public. They're going to be just wowed. Thank you, uh, Anthony. And all the grapes, other than this four acres here, all comes off the same piece of land. Stephanie makes the her grapes, yeah. her wines out of the same piece of land. So yeah. it's, she just has a different recipe than Nikki does. So they they make it. Uh, well, the Heist family may have come here first, but I think you're going to put this place on the map. <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. Uh, that was owner and founder of Peak Sellers and O'Rourke Family Estate, Dennis O'Rourke. Uh, we're on the road today at Peak Sellers in the heart of beautiful Lake Country, pretty much about on the 50th parallel in the Okanagan Valley, about 30 minutes north of Kelowna. Coming up next, we speak with Nikki Calloway. She's the winemaker for O'Rourke Family Estate. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Refreshing, relaxing, romantic. Get away to Therapy Vineyards and stay at their modern, comfortable, and spacious boutique inn. Experience your moment of awe from the balcony of your room while taking in the panoramic views of the vineyards and Okanagan Lake. Capture the essence of the grape-growing season while luxuriating at your home base for wine tours. Oh, and did we mention award-winning wines? Book your relaxing retreat or perfect couples getaway today at therapyvineyards.com. 
The largest, most extensive collection of British Columbia wines is at Save On Foods. Over 1,300 to choose from. Nowhere else comes close to the selection of BC VQA wines you'll discover at 22 different Save On Foods stores across our province, including the brand new Sunwood Square location, now open in Coquitlam. And right now, pick up four bottles and get 10% off. See for yourself the unmatched selection of British Columbia wines with Wines of BC at Save On Foods. Now open in Coquitlam. Visit saveonfoods.com. You make no excuses. You live life without blame. You know how to enjoy every single sip. For you, Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Crafted especially for those seeking the pleasures of life. Bold wine for bold living. Cigar Box Pinot Noir. Dare to find it at a BC liquor store near you. Gentle hills and secluded valleys, an ideal climate, and modern vineyard management. These are the foundations used to create Einzweiss Zero Sparkling Riesling from Lights. Made with the same grapes and care that go into their award-winning regular Rieslings, Einzweiss Zero captures the important natural aromas and remarkable properties of the terroir while still being refreshing, delicious, and absolutely alcohol-free. Einzweiss Zero Sparkling Riesling from Lights. For details, visit softcrush.ca. From our Save On Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Don't you worry about a thing, cause everything's gonna be alright. Hello, British Columbia, and welcome to our Lake Country Grape Escape coming to you from Peak Cellars. Joining us now is the well-known BC winemaker, Nikki Calloway, uh, now in charge of the wines at O'Rourke Family Estate. Uh, Been there actually for a while now. Uh, Nikki, welcome to the show. Great to have you back. Thanks. Good to see you. Great to be in Lake Country. On a nice, balmy, hot day. Isn't this a kind of a special spot, uh, Lake Country? When when you talk to your friends in Oliver and Similkameen, and what do you you tell them about (laughs) Lake Country? (laughs) Don't come here. (laughs) (laughs) Stay down there. Yeah. No, I think as our as our industry gets older and a little bit more mature, we've realized that uh, if you want big reds and you want some beautiful Syrahs and some Bordeaux blends, then I recommend that you go see all my colleagues and peers down in the south. Yeah. A lot more sandy, a lot flatter, and a lot more growing degree days. And yeah. if you want some beautiful aromatic whites and some Rieslings and Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, then coming up to the most northern Appalachian in the Okanagan, a lot more stratification of soil, a lot more glacial till, a lot more of the lake influence. I mean, it, it makes sense to me. Yeah. It makes acid, too. It makes acid. Yeah. It makes uh, complexity. It makes uh, the vines have to fight for uh, what they can get. So uh, we've talked a lot about Peak Cellars. There's a bit of a mist, more mystery about the O'Rourke family estates. What can you tell our listeners about what's going on? Because it's a long-term project, and it's been going now, I think, what, about seven years, maybe? Six or seven years, the farming at least. The majority of the vines were planted in about 2014, 2016. So, okay. yeah, at least a good eight years or so. And mm. uh, now the winery was built and commissioned and uh, started the first harvest was in 2020. So this will be the third vintage at the new site um, with purely estate fruit from, from yeah. the surroundings. Which isn't a finished winery sort of in terms of all the cosmetics, but the winery inside is pretty much uh, the way you want it or <laughs> the way anybody might want it. 
Yeah, except for they're pouring concrete outside the winery while we're trying to bottle and get trucks in and out. But yeah. other than that, there's always yeah. uh, trials and tribulations in a construction uh, zone I'll, every day. I'll, I'll speak to Dennis about that. <laughs> uh, well, tell us, uh, let's talk about Chardonnay. Let's start with that because BC Chardonnay, is, it's, it's, uh, it has a long history, some of it probably best not discussed. But lately, in the last decade or so, we've seen some really positive things with chardonnay uh i've just tasted yours i've just been blown out of the water by the the 20 the 2020 tell us about chardonnay up here and what you're doing i think my little secret goal is to ensure that nobody continues to repeat anything but chardonnay i think the old world idea or the old mentality of this buttery big over the top mm-hmm. flamboyantly oaked chard is not what what we're making and it's not what the future of Chardonnay I think in the especially no. in the valley is. No. And so when I've been, you know, now slowly releasing these wines and people coming for tastings and I do get that well we really don't enjoy shards. We don't drink a lot of whites. Yeah. And you put the flight of the new, these new wines in front of them and that's the best comment that I get back is oh my goodness, I would have never thought these were shards I, I yeah. i've never thought i would like shards but these are beautiful so it's kind of it, it's almost a juxtaposition but there's a lot of intensity but a lot of subtlety in the wine so you it, it's the best combination of that you can get in for me especially in chardonnay and then there's a little bit of exotic in it too which i love so it's really this, this is a young wine right these vines are young yeah, the vines yeah. are young uh the winery was just commissioned that year like i said it was the first kick at the can and I think what I've found is the fruit that's on that site. There's a lot that goes into block selections, clonal selections, day-by-day picking. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can micromanage everything because it is one site and it is one winery and yeah. everything is in that surrounding. So yeah. you can definitely pay attention to any detail that I want every year based on the vintage and the site and, and the geology. It. But I think that one fun thing I've really found in all the Chardonnay is that aromatic complexity and that huge um, tropical lift. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can only say that site because I have done absolutely nothing to these wines. It's all been indigenous ferments. It's been indigenous mallow if it feels like it. It's been aged in barrels in the caves, all ages of barrels, not a lot of new oak. So what you taste is basically what you get from the site. It's sensational. It's going to scare a lot of people around the world, I can tell you that. I can't. <laughs> Me or the wine? Which no, one? No, <laughs> no, I can't wait for them to taste a wine like this in a blind tasting. They'll be just shocked. Although I'm, I'm I'm shocked that more of the world's not coming to the 50th parallel, anyways. I mean, they're all want cooler sites. So, this so what is, would this you what would you place. say this reminds you most of? Uh, I would say this this rem- this reminds me. Uh, it's in the uh, it's in the Chassagne Pouligny range for me. That has that subtlety and that intensity, and I just love it. And I you know I I would cry if people could make this wine everywhere. They can't. So, but it's such a great start. I don't know what you would do to it. <laughs> <laughs> to tweak it not much I yeah i don't think so and uh, even the wood you know you you have this the, you, you have the complexity and, and the texture but there's no oak there like you don't taste any oak at all i just love it so this is a great great start i don't even know can you buy this wine at the yes. moment yes you, you can. can on the site yes on the site yeah okay so uh, although you're not really set up you have i know you have a little tasting room for i guess that's for People who are really uh, tight or in the in the club, or how, how does that work? Mostly uh, Dennis's friends and people that uh, have heard about the facility and uh, want to come by. Oh. Um, Dennis has friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's shocking. <laughs> that wasn't me that said that either. Wow. Dennis. 
well, that's just a delicious wine. Congratulations. Uh, I, I, I've got to get up there. Well, i got to order some, really. It's sensational. Let's talk about the Pinot, too, because it's even more complicated, I think. Tell us a bit about Pinot, because it's a mystery grape. Everybody wants to make great Pinot Noir, but that's a really hard nut to crack. What is it that's going to happen at Rorick's Peak with Pinot Noir? I think more maturity of the vines. Like I said, this is a 2019, so I made a small amount of uh, Aurora Family Estate Pinot Noir at the peak because the new facility wasn't wasn't open yet, just for release. Um, the 2020 has not been released to the public yet. It still needs a little bit more time and in, in, in bottle. And Dennis is quite adamant that we're only releasing wines when they're ready, that there's no push to have things on the market unless we agree that they should be there. So aging of the vines, for sure. Um, the new facility definitely has given me a lot more variables and options to winemaking than, you know, sharing the facility with uh, Steph, the first vintage. Yep. That will make a huge difference in the quality of the uh, Pinots coming out. And uh, personally, just me understanding the blocks a lot better and the clonal selections a lot better and just honing in on what what that site can actually demonstrate and, mm-hmm. and give me as fruit. And, and this wine, the 2019 Waiting for You... Uh, with the two the two uh, empty chairs on the front label, that's quite a good story too. Did uh, Dennis not talk to you about that? No, well, that's his uh, that's his pride and joy. You think he's romantic when he tells you the story? Yeah, I'm getting it's a bit sappy actually. Yes, just just like Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's he um, it was uh, two Arundac chairs that were one on one of the properties uh, in front of the winery, and uh, you know he just thinks that you should always be. When you you should always have a glass of Pinot Noir in your hand when you're waiting for someone. Right. On. Yeah, yeah. Well, this so is that's a good more one of our have. modern label. So we'll yeah. have the Rourke Family Estate. That's going to be the flagship every year, flagship every year. And then on top of that, I will play around, like I said, with either clonal selections, block selections. Sometimes it may be uh, 2021. I did a cold ferment selection, two two weeks of cold soak, mm-hmm. and I released that as a single uh, single wine. Okay. And then on top of that, we'll have the Gratitude Point series, which is the Waiting for You Pinot Noir with a bit more of a modern label. Again, you can see the glacial kind of till, the glacial part of the rock, which is a big part of the whole architecture. And the sister to that wine is Twisted Pine, another name that Dennis patented. So we have Twisted right. Pine, Chardonnay, and Waiting for You Pinot Noir. Okay. Uh, well, it's a lot, you, for the geeks out there, you were talking, you thought it was a little bit about Oregon style, this, this one? This or? is a little bit more of my and new world. When you say that, could you just, yeah, new world style, but, but it's still pretty subtle. Okay. Like, I don't really get that really herby Oregon thing. It's, no, to me, me it's a little more fruit cherry, yeah. kind of Pepsi Cola a little bit. It's uh, softened quite a lot. It's, I, you know, for me, it's hard to believe that I'm, I'm drinking these wines. Uh, I'm glad I'm not. I'm still here to drink them because I thought <laughs> we'd never get there. This is so great. You got to be really uh, chapped to be up there. It's been a, it's been a very extremely fun project. It's really pushed everybody's boundaries in different directions, and yeah. to you know commission and build a winery and make sure that you think of everything and uh, not want to do things twice or not want to mm-hmm. make some mistakes. So it's been it's been fantastic to see the support that goes around that site yeah. for sure. Well, thanks for sharing those wines with us today. And people can uh, check out more of that Aurora Family Estates. You can order direct from there. And uh, give Dennis a call maybe if you want to have a tasting up there. <laughs> he probably doesn't answer his phone, though. <laughs> Nikki, great to see you. Thanks for dropping by. I'm glad I got to uh, taste yeah. these wines with you finally. These, these are so great. This Chardonnay is just sensational. I'm going to go crazy about that. Uh, so it, 
as time goes by, there'll be how, how many wines do you think there'll be, or is there any sort of? Per vintage, I'll probably do three Chardonnay, three Pinot Noir, and okay. then again the sparkling, the brut. Yeah, sparkling. Wow, that that that's enough. And it's unfortunate I didn't bring that. You you should you yeah. should try the brut. Okay. So far, we've released a non-vintage, um, eighteen nineteen um, Chardonnay Pinot, and it's. Again, aged in the caves, on its lees for three to four years, everything Meto traditionnel. So the other advantage of that site are the caves and yeah. and the potential to just make good wine. Yeah, I was just I walked through the caves today. The, just the temperature alone gets me going crazy. I just and humidity, love that. Yeah, and the humidity. Yeah. Thanks so much. Keep well. Thank you. You too. Uh, Nikki Calloway, she's the winemaker at Rourke Family Estates. And, uh, wow, these these are knockout wines uh, that you're going to be tasting in the coming years from Lake Country. Hey, that's it for today's show. Special thanks to our hosts here at Peak Cellars in the gorgeous Lake Country and to our production team, including on-site producer Mike Whittingham, studio producer Dwayne Bishop, and assignment producer Sherry Caleb, and our director of operations, Stu Ferguson. I'm Anthony Gismani. And for all of us at the show, thanks for joining us. Next week we'll be back in our home studios at BNN Bloomberg 4. 1410 in downtown Vancouver. We look forward to connecting with you across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Until then, enjoy your fall weekend. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.